Welcome to the 119th edition of the Guna Podcast. This is your host, David Udo, and we are recording on the Monday evening after the 1-0 victory at Newcastle that secured Arsenal a shot at next season's Champions League at the expense of Tottenham Hotspur. So, for an end-of-season special, we've brought together our classic podcast panel. Let me introduce them for those who have forgotten who they are. As I'm still on probation for my inability to correctly read aloud words off a piece of paper and totally ruining any attempt at humour therein, the welcomes this evening are brief and perfunctory. Firstly, his Highbury spy, latterly view from the East Stand, and now simply the spy column, is still going strong in the Guna after almost 25 years. Ooh, my Ooh. goodness. A man for whom life without Arsenal doesn't bear thinking about. It's a warm welcome to Mr Steve Ashford. Good evening, afternoon or morning, depending on when you're listening. Next up... Armed with his guitar, which means we'll be getting some tuneful and live interjections at moments during the 45 minutes or so that follows. He's the founder member of Arsenal Anonymous, a movement for the addicted and afflicted. It's hello once again to Mr Mustafa Goldstein. Also known, once again I'd like to hear after be named once again Don Sebastiano. Don Sebastiano? Yes. Okay. Formerly known as Mustafa Goldstein. Okay. Weren't you Emmanuel Mustafa Goldstein at one point? Yeah, no, that's all. It's just confusing. Right, okay, fine. Just trying to throw the tax man off my trail. (laughs) (laughs) And last but not least, last but not least, a man who has slowly fallen out of love with Arsenal. A painful divorce chronicled over the years on this very podcast. Once he was the voice of optimism. But age and experience has taken its toll. We'll get full details of the breakdown later on, but for now, welcome back to Mr. Mark Ollington. Hello, one and all. I hope you're all well, enjoying life, and looking forward to a lovely long summer. Thank you very much. Well, well gents, we've... Oh, oh, hang on. Once, my phone's just... Hang on. Oh, it's OK. I've just got a text message from Alan Sugar telling me that we're losing 1-0 to Newcastle. So, Arsenal gained 26 points from the final 30 available to Pip Spurs by just one point. Steve, how did they suddenly discover form which, if repeated over the first 28 matches, would have made us champions? God, that's a very good question, and I'm sure all Gooners would love the answer to that one. But my own personal opinion is that Steve Bold was allowed to have a lot more influence on the tactics. Because I've noticed that the 1-0 to the Arsenal has been creeping back in, and and in those last 16 games or so, we probably won at at least half of them by 1-0. I've even noticed the corners going to the near post for the flick-ons for Murtasaka, which Bold himself used to do in the George Graham years. This, This kind of thou shalt not pass defensive attitude which we've never seen in the previous 15 and odd years of Arsene Wenger's reign we suddenly started taking to the field we're not going to lose we're not going to concede a goal now it has to be the influence of Steve Bold you know and I think the improved defensive showing you know with the, the pairing of Murtasaka and Kozielny was a masterstroke I think you know the, the masterstroke, yeah. Steve. But we all said that about three, four months before Wenger spotted it. But anyway, I get your yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all knew that Kozielny and, and Bert Mertesacker were probably the best partnership. But they were they were introduced to the team as a pair, and I just think that the stability that not letting in goals has given mm-hmm. us has helped, and, and it's, it's let us win those games essentially. Everyone said we can't carry on conceding goals, 
we tightened up simply so either Wenger did that himself which I find hard to believe or Steve Bold did it and if it was Steve Bold then absolutely brilliant I'm really pleased Are you nodding vehemently in agreement Mark are you, are you wanting to shout out Aaron Ramsey's been our best player for the last three months I'm still not doing that David and we'll get to that point very soon I agree with all of Steve's points but also what you have to add is that we played a lot of rubbish teams at the end of the season True. and the fixture list was very very kind to us and especially when you look the only games we did drop points against was Man United and Everton probably the two most difficult teams and I think it's true to say we still didn't beat a top four team all, all season is that correct David? Seven points in total being three points well four points off Liverpool and three points off Spurs at home but having said that well, Liverpool are a top four team top six team actually fair point yeah just, mm. just three points off Spurs so and a point off Man City sorry mm. well obviously Spurs then came fifth so what you can say is, is that you know we really did have a potentially easy running don't get me wrong there's some t- tough games you know Wigan were fighting for their lives in the penultimate match of the season but let's face it they are Wigan and they've shipped goals cons- consistently I've had half a bottle of wine all season <laughs> Um, so yeah I agree with what Steve says but we can't the message has to be underlined that Tottenham had a far more difficult running than what we did but you know what ha 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 and at the end of the day it's over 38 games we played all their hard games at the start we had a bad start everyone goes oh that's not a bad start worst start in Arsene Wenger's reign and it was the worst start but half of that was probably because we had to play you know all the top teams one after the other Yeah. so it evens itself out in the end um, I mean, yeah, I was just over the moon that we've, that we've done it. And Tot- Tottenham actually did throw it away again, really. They were, con- they were in control against Liverpool at Anfield. Was it 2-1 or 1-0 up? Mm-hmm. Two bad back passes and a penalty, stupid penalty given away. Mm-hmm. Lost 2-0 at home to Fulham. By the way, so, you know Tottenham weren't awarded one penalty all I know, season. I know. Isn't that odd? Probably because they got that diver Gareth Bale. Well, I tell you what, the match of the day yesterday, I watched that again. And Bale went down and Shearer and Hanson were going, oh, it's definitely a penalty and all that. He fucking went flying. Yeah. Yeah. He made such a big deal out of it, didn't he? Yeah. A little sort yeah. of tap on the back, really, wasn't it? Yeah. So, I'm, I'm a well-played ref is all I can say. So, so, so even, even though Spurs had a harder run in, you know, we won all our games, you could still say there was an element of, of Spurs, you know, not actually yeah. doing their potential because they should have beaten Fulham at home. But what well, I think Steve's got a point, sorry Dave, I'm going to mm, no, in a minute, is that something ha- different has happened because even though the football hasn't been the best, has been the most scintillating, we have actually ground out results. That, Q- yeah. that QPR game was moribund. When yeah, Walcott yeah. scored that goal after about 10 seconds, whatever it was, then we had 85 minutes of utter shitness, mm. but we still held firm and got a result. Mm. The Arsenal of old would have conceded after 82 minutes mm. and then lost that game 2-1. Well, it's like the yeah. Arsenal of old old now, isn't it? It's like, because that, yeah. that 1-0, as Steve was saying, although I will correct you, in the last 10 games, there were only two 1-0s, funny enough. Really? Newcastle and QPR. And Fulham. And uh, Fulham aren't in. Oh, oh, and Fulham, yes. Three. Wasn't there another three, one? So it's not I'm sure there was a home one, wasn't there? No, there's not. There's, uh, not in the last ten games. It was a thrilling nil-nil at home yeah. to Everton. Everton yeah. nil-nil. We've got one all Man United as well. It was a how many, clean, how many clean sheets do we keep in that in that ten games? Uh, in those ten games, uh, hang on, you're making me look very quickly. Uh, I would imagine. Come on, Stato. I imagine we probably kept about six clean sheets. Two, out, three, four, five. Right, good, brilliant. Fifty percent, fifty percent of matches were kept clean sheets. And a lot when of did we ever do that before in the last couple of years? A lot. Oh. By the way, there were two four ones: Reading and Wigan. Yeah, so okay. that's not bad. Brilliant. The three one against Norwich. Brilliant. 
Herr Sebastiano, did something, do you think something changed, you know, before and after our last 10 matches started? Do you think it was, it was Wenger turning around saying, you know what, we fucked it up, we, we need to put 20 men behind the ball? Well, he just said, look, give it to Ramsey, and Ramsey will give it away, <laughs> and, and that will really test Stephen Bowles' back four, so we'll get the old 1 0 spirit going. So over the course of those 10 games, no, we tempted think, the opposition, right? No, I, well, I think, I mean, Ramsey has been giving the ball away a lot lately, but I'm, I'm only saying that because I know you are such a fond fan of it. One man fan club. The one man fan club. But um, I do think that obviously the, the Munich game, things changed there. Suddenly we found this kind of, you know, because Munich have not been beaten by sort of anyone really for a long, long time. Mm. And they are ridiculous. I mean, they're winning 6 1 like every week almost over there. And it's a really tough league over there at the mm. moment. You know, it's sort of the new Spain in footballing terms, I think. And. Um, for us to go out there and win, and it really shocked them because I, mean, I was out there and I heard a lot of the press and people were saying the, the Munich players and the Munich they actually thought, oh shit, we're invincible. And then this team called Arsenal comes along. Well, that game over another five minutes, I think we would have beaten them. Well, that Arteta cross when yeah. that went over, I thought if that are oh, my god, they were shitting themselves in that last they five were, minutes. They, we, were, we, we were the only team to make them sh buy Munich shit themselves this season. So that's something, yeah. and I think that really that, that together that we, we had that low of losing against Tottenham, right? Mm -hmm. uh, which was rock bottom, and then it was Munich after that. I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah, Munich. Yeah, and, and then we and then we just we had to dig deep for resolve, and we did, and and that's where this new word that Arsenal Wenger, I quote yesterday, resilience. Yeah, you know, he yeah. suddenly found the word resilience as opposed to mental strength, you know, yeah. or spirit. Oh, spirit, yes. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, no, the resilience is there again, and that probably is Steve Bowles. Well, it's yeah. finally paying so. off because we, we started off well. Maybe that was a fluke, and then we had this big kind of lull in the middle where it all just went horribly wrong, mm. didn't we, in the middle mm. of the season? And that's when it, well, that's when it, it, it was popularly kind of thought that Wenger got the hump because Steve Bowles got too much credit for the for the good the, the, yeah. the, the first three or four games yeah. mm. when we didn't concede any goals. Sunderland nil, Stoke nil, Liverpool nil. May have been urban myth, of yeah. course. <laughs> um, and then when it went, we really, really shit hit the fan at Tottenham. We had to revert to, to what we did earlier on in the season, and mm. maybe that was giving Steve Bold some more influence. Mr. Wellington, do you prefer this pragmatic renaissance of George Graham's Arsenal to our Barcelona light impersonation of recent times? I think actually Wenger plays exactly the same type of football now. The only difference is, is that our players aren't as good as what they were three, four years ago. So it seems more dull and seems more boring. Mm. We haven't got the players up front that score three or four goals every game. We've got the players up front that score one goal every game because we haven't got any out-and-out -out goal scorers. Correct. And so we've lost a player in Van Persie that's guaranteed, if he, if he stays fit, 30 goals every single season. Mm -hmm. And you said the goals are spread out amongst Giroud, Podolski, Walcott. But even though we've scored a large amount of goals this season, mm -hmm. if you look, it's probably three or four games that eight two games was it against, six against Newcastle six against Southampton seven against Newcastle then there was four against Wigan the other day oh, sorry. Yeah, four against Reading five at against, home five against three West against Stones. Norwich yeah. at home and also five against West Ham and two, two, yeah. a 2 nil and a 2-1 so five at Reading but if you look at our games though, a lot of them were two ones, one nils throughout mm. the entire season mm. I think that's a lot to do with the level of forward players that we've got and when you look at the back four, I don't think the back four is particularly stronger than it was in the season before. I think Cristiano's had a brilliant season, but he was great last season. But at the start of the season, our back four was woeful. It was. It's well, only been the last 10 games, well, the last 20 games. It started off all right. It started off all right. Three or four games, Steve. And then, as, then, as you yeah. said, yeah. 
there was that rumour that you know yeah. a bowl got too much credit and yeah. we were about to type and Tommy V had a terrible season yeah. um, I think it's fair to say Chesney's had a very very mixed season yeah to be fair to him but Sanya's not had the best season either when he's, when he's been no. I think Sanya left in his head by about November December time yeah. Yeah. How, many, how, how many how many texts did you send to mates during that Man United game when he gave the bad back pass then oh, followed Van Persie yeah. into the area and brought him down well, I mean, even, I texted my mate, I never want Sagan to play for Arsenal ever again. <laughs> well, even yesterday, I noticed, you know, um, against Newcastle, he was just... He, his, well, one trick was to sort of get the ball, then what do I do, what do I do? And then he sort of found himself in a little cul-de-sac with two Newcastle supporters. Yeah. He couldn't just get a quick pass in, he couldn't attack the ball, he couldn't run down the right wing with it and get it over there. Meanwhile, Gibbsy on the left, cutting in, getting crosses in. I mean, he got a great ball through to Cazorla, yeah. who really should have done better. Mind you, how much of the ball did Sagna see yesterday, though? He was on the ball every every yeah. of the match. Well, really, it was a channel, wasn't it? But, yeah. Um, I think, but, but, I think but he's I think not Jackson doing an overlap with there. Walcott, though, is it? There's no kind. Of, it doesn't seem to be much going on between no. Walcott and Sanya, no. in, uh, as much as understanding no. that you'd want. But there isn't there. with Walcott and Jenkinson either. It yeah. seems to me yeah. that Walcott yeah. can't play with anyone. No. But going back to your question, Dave, the sad thing is really is that even when we were coming fourth or third every season, at least we could say, but we play amazing, brilliant, scintillating football. And it, and it was a lie, because a lot of time it was tippy-tappy, boring rubbish. But everyone had this idea and perception we were an amazing footballing team. Mm -hmm. Now we're quite a dull footballing team, really. And that's a bit of a shame. Well, we're quite predictable. It's still yeah. pretty passing. There's still good technical ability. But, you know, every time Cazorla got the ball, it's like, I've got to take two or three players on before yeah. I pass it. Yeah. And it's great. He can get, he's got great technical ability and he can do things. But he's not consistently brilliant, is he? No. Where well? did his shooting boots go in the last ten games? Mm. I don't think you hardly yeah. saw a Cazorla goal in that run, yeah. did you? No, if you look at the other players, the midfield, okay, Arteta... Yeah, he's he's pretty good. He's pretty solid, but he's still it's still Everton, isn't it? Really? Yeah. Look, look, we're not talking well, world class. Are we? I mean, is Ramsey a world class player? No. I mean, how how far away is he from Robert Pires? Miles away. Well, exactly. And so we've got to look at look at that. Did you see and Robert we, Pires today in his season ticket renewal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, how brilliant was that? But can I say one thing? And Dave's just looking there. Uh, I had an email conversation with Dave last night. And sorry not to. Pick it was an email conversation. We were Facebook slagging each other. Were it? And <laughs> you said to me that um, Aaron Ramsey has more technical ability than Ray Ray Parler. Correct. And that really wound, wound me up. Ray Parler played over 500 games for Arsenal and basically from the years 1998 to 2002 played more games at Arsenal than any other player when we won actually two, um, two, two doubles. Yeah, and was an, like an ever-present. He is 10 times the player Aaron Ramsey will ever be. So I'll put that on the table there. And you can answer at any point during this podcast, Dave, getting it off my chest. And can I say okay. one thing about Parler as well? Ray Parler... He'd make mistakes, he'd lose the ball, but by God, he would chase it back every single time. He would run his little socks off. Whereas Ramsey, I was saying, Ray Parler had a shot on him as well, didn't he? He did have a shot on him. Could you imagine Ramsey scoring that goal that Parler got in the 2002 Cup final? No. Ramsey's really good at getting in front of the goal and shooting anywhere but in the goal. Yeah. We're going to side, but we were 3 1 up at that point. Yeah. I mean, I think Ramsey's got his strong points. He's got his good qualities. What are his strong points, Dave? In all seriousness, I think he shields the ball well, and he's, he's a good battler, and he can hold the ball up quite well. His passing sometimes lets him down more often than not. In fact, and does he take an extra touch? Do you think? Uh, I don't know about taking an extra touch. I just think that he doesn't look sometimes when he's passing, and he slows the game down. Not a Actually, like saying so is the game going. We've got Mikel Arteta, who's sometimes, so slow, our game goes back in time. Well, maybe, maybe some of this defensive 
resilience that we've now got is playing Arteta and Ramsey in the same team in front of the back four. Well, you know it is, a lot of players who've played with Robin van Persie for a season, and what they're just, sorry to mention that name, but oh, uh, and then they get the ball. You know, remember how van Persie used to, he got the ball, took his time, dropped a shoulder, sort of turned a little bit. So they're all doing a little Robert van Persie, Rob, Robert, Robert, Robin van Persie impression, but they aren't Robin van Persie. They're not Fab- and Fabregas as well. That kind of you know that way that yeah. Fabregas would turn yeah. and he do. And, and they're all sort of trying to do that, but they aren't. They aren't the same. They're not yeah. that. Yeah. It's quality. It's basically a quality. It's quality. See, I, I think I think Wenger and or Bold have realised, as Mark says, that the quality of player is not as good this year. So they've dug deep to make up for that. So there is. A, there has been a change. Yeah, I And going back to the point on dear um, Aaron, listeners of this podcast, I know it's a good two years ago. I was sticking up for him, Dave, and I was going, "You've got to give the lad lad a chance." And don't get me wrong, I'm not here to slag off Aaron, um, but to me. He is representative of the modern Arsenal. And he is representative of your question. As Steve says, we don't have the Robert Perez type players anymore. We now have the Aaron Ramseys. And it's not necessarily a terrible place to be, but we are the Evertons. Mm. We are the kind of, of the world now. We're one and point above Tottenham is what we are. Yeah. Mm. And to me, he is, the, he is the symbol and the emblem for the modern Arsenal. And, and he's always pictures of him in a suit. Is that good enough? Well, I think if you look back to, well, the, the Stoke game when he was Shawcrossed, um, if we were doing a 4-2-3-1, our team that day could have been the two as Wilshire and Ramsey, the three in front of them being Fabregas in the middle, with Walcott on one side and Nasri on the other, with Van Persie up front on his own. If we had that team now, there wouldn't be any complaints here, we'd probably be top of the league. Yeah, but those are three mm. players we don't have, right? And, and although, you know, Cazorla is a good player... Um, He's so good, neither Barcelona nor Real Madrid wanted him at all. Have you heard Cazorla mentioned as the poor man's one matter? Uh, That's what everyone seems to think he is. Well, that's that's Dick Law's fault as to why he is that man. I like Cazorla, I really do, but, you know, let's face it, on a good day, he can look absolutely brilliant. But I think the fact is, has he had a really good game against top-level opposition? Well, another question we have to ask ourselves is, you know, you've got... um, Cazorla and you've got Arteta two Spanish players would they get onto the bench of the Spanish team? No Oh they do when they play friendlies away at South Korea when the Barcelona team can't be bothered to fly all that way Exactly I I rest my case and is that the team I mean if we're going to be a world class side and we're like number four in the Forbes list or whatever money wise we are not number four in the of the greatest teams of all no, time at the moment, no, are we? No. We, need to, we need to get the checkbook out, Mr. Wayne. Would you, Wayne, would you, would you get Fabregas back in the summer? If you I'll get anyone of that quality, yeah. If, 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 oh, if, bring him back. if Man United were on the verge of signing Fabregas, would you get in there quick and say, Fucking please right. come back and win us the title? Yes. Uh, and we'll we come back because we're going to buy X, Y, and Z as yeah. well, and yeah. we're going to really go for this. This is the new Arsenal. Come on. Uh, you know, you, you can spearhead this one, Blob. You you're, not playing, you're not playing for Barcelona anyway. you come back? Well, at least he'll get a game with us, won't he? He, he said one day. But might get a game at Man United, might he? Might get a game at Man United. Would he go there? Oh, don't. The place goals, isn't he? He's goals yeah. gone now. He, he had his mate Robin playing there. Yeah, but that's yeah. why it's up to us. See, once again, I mean, I've said this before. You know, without David Dean or someone like that who's going to go out there and talk to these people and put the money on the table and say, "This is the deal. We're we're going to be the best." That ain't going to happen because who have we got out there representing us yeah. to these players and their agents? Or, or has Fabregas seen his best days? Because if you remember the last season he was with us, injured. always injured, didn't play all that well, chip on shoulder, didn't really do a lot to, to make everyone love him. You know, yeah. yeah if that was the didn't case, 
Arsenal wouldn't have given up £5 million of the fee to make sure we get a buyback clause in his Probably. contract. But he hasn't pulled up too many trees at Barcelona, has he, since? If you're telling me he's not quite as good as Iniesta or Xavi right now, I'll agree with you. But, you know, yeah. he's, he's what, 24? 26. 26. Is he really 26? Yep. Yeah. Fabregas. Listen, I think if he came back, yeah. it'd be great. And if you look at also players who've gone away and come back, I, I, actually, Martin Keown springs to mind. Yeah, he did brilliant. He did, he did brilliant. brilliant. He came 38, back 38, 38 Keown. And even now... I'd love to see Robert Perez playing for Arsenal. I'd love to see Martin Keane playing for Arsenal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so, so uh, it says, are we talking like this because we think that Arsenal is slowly becoming pragmatic or are we just yondering for days gone by? Um, are, are we essentially improving from this really, really bad... We're becoming pragmatic. Yeah, we're, we're becoming pragmatic. We're and I, do you know well. what? I think that's a good thing. Yeah. Because we've, looked, we've spent the last five years throwing goals away all over the place. I agree, Steve. We had to change. Home centre agree. Well, I, I, I'm not correct in saying that we're, we're slowly going to get to that time. Uh, where we're, we're going to we start, all... we're going to start replicating um, uh, those days whereby we stick, oh, I don't know, one of the centre halves on the near post who flicks it on for the captain to come running in, and we are just doing this <laughs> one, one nil to the Arsenal, one nil to the Arsenal, one nil to the Arsenal, one nil to the Arsenal. And believe it or not, they went with Bonnie Tyler over us. Unbelievable. Shocking. And can we say, that's been very <laughs> negative there, Dave. Let's all remember, we finished above Tottenham. We did finish above Tottenham. <laughs> Let's say that every two well, minutes in the podcast. If, they, if, they'd, if they'd have played a bit more like us against, against Liverpool away, they wouldn't have lost that game. Maybe they need to learn. But we don't mean top four, top them. Nothing can stop them. We're going to do it like we did last year. Um, Mark, bunch of fuckwits. <laughs> <laughs> Let's all laugh at Tottenham. Let's all laugh at Tottenham. La 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 la. Ooh. La 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 la. Let's all laugh at Tottenham. Um, uh, Mark, it's happened uh, again. Go, go, go. It's, it's happened again. Tottenham Hotspur. It's happened again. Mark. Going on from what we were just talking about, yes. prior to the songs, do you think Arsene Wenger's altered his attacking principles, or is this just a short-term fix to ensure that the Champions League cash cow is achieved for the benefit of the club's financial health? I hope so, David. I hope so. And even though there was a lot of criticism of the players celebrating like crazy after the match, that's relief. Because this season oh. could have backfired massively. Oh. It could have been disastrous. Oh. It could have been the worst mm. season known to man. Mm. Oh. Look at those idiots down the Seven Sisters crying all oh. summer. But oh. it didn't happen. And can you oh. imagine, oh yesterday, if, they, if they'd got through, we'd have lost or drawn. Can you imagine the celebrations of White Hart Lane? Uh, it would have been with their awful. Would have, it, would have, it would have been like they won it the European terrible. Cup. Well, yeah. would you and, no one, and do you know what? Not yeah. one person would have said... What were they celebrating? No, they only finished place. in the top four. No, yeah, yeah. We do the same at Newcastle. And it's like, what are they celebrate? Yeah. And, and can I just say, match of the day yesterday, can I just slag off match of the day? <laughs> yeah. because, Please do that. You know, first of all, they, they, they chopped that game up into two. I really just wanted to show the Newcastle game mm. and say, you know, well done Arsenal. And they didn't even analyse the Koscielny goal. But mm. Bale's goal, oh, they had a big picture of Bale and they had a big picture behind them afterwards and a big one at the front and the camera zoomed in and it was the fucking Bale Appreciation Society. He's the new messiah. Wonderful Bale. Well, you're playing fucking Europa League football next and year. It's, you yeah. know what? That's, it's always been the same. The media have always hated Arsenal. Yeah. Maybe not so much now as they used to hate us, but they, 
by God, they used to hate us in the old oh, Alan Shearer. Every single Alan trophy Shira. we've ever won yeah. has been won against the wishes of yeah. all the media. That's and true. you've only got to listen to you've only got to listen to Alan Brazil this morning on Talk Sport. Apparently, one of the funniest things you can watch is if you can find final score from the BBC yesterday in the last ten minutes. Garth Crooks watching the Arsenal Newcastle game. Apparently, he's not a huge fan of us. The former Tottenham no. supporter. No. Oh, what, what did he say? What was uh, it like? I didn't watch him. I can't be very upset. I would say, Dave, I have been, you know, a bit hypocritical. Because I was one of these fans going, if we win on Sunday, we can't celebrate. It's the bare minimum. Arsenal fans can't treat Sunday's game seriously. It's a battle for fourth. This fourth place trophy has been a media manipulation by Sky and the Premier League. And Wenger says it's a trophy. It's not. Get a grip, Arsenal fans. But you know what? After saying all of that, I love being Tottenham to full place. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. If, <laughs> if only because they couldn't turn their lap of honour into a massive celebration. Exactly. Well, Lucas Podolski put this thing—a picture of the Arsenal players in the dressing room out on Twitter. And I took it out and I put it on my Facebook, and some Tottenham fan instantly came on and he goes, he goes, oh, well, I don't see, what, 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 have you won something? Is there some sort of cup you've won or something? I said, yeah, we've won the we've shafted Tottenham Hotspurs again cup. Otherwise, and known the as Saint Totteringham's Day, and, and that, that's good enough for me. So it's not actually. No, it's not good enough for me. I wonder if they've ever given, given the, the money in football at the moment. I, you know, like the top, the top two or three are always going to be run by oligarchs. Maybe there should be a trophy for the third and fourth place. Do you know what though? Why not? Yeah. They, they give a trophy for it. You get a trophy if you finish fifth. In the championship and win the playoff yeah. at Wembley, you get a trophy. I think you're lowering your standards a bit. I think, in fairness, no. for the, the thirty million pounds in TV money we get for the Champions League, that will buy yeah. you a much nicer trophy yeah. than the what yeah. that you get for winning the Premier League. Yeah. And do you know what though? We've got the best trophy that anyone's ever got: the Invincibles trophy. Yes. Do you remember that little Absolutely. gold replica? That gold replica of the of the Premier League trophy. Absolutely. No one's ever going to win that again. We are invincible. We are invincible. We are invincible. All I know is Kev's there cradling his head thinking, I told them to sing, I immediately regret my decision. <laughs> but to answer your question, yes. we've now got a kick on. Even though Sunday was brilliant, even though it was great to put one over on them Tottenham, let's face it, Arsenal are better than that. And we are yeah, better than that. Yeah, and yeah. we have got money in the bank now. And yeah. as you mentioned, Stephen, our pre-match meal, which is very nice, thanks yeah, to being my Kev. Meal. Yeah, fantastic. You know, next season, Man United have got Moyes as manager, never won a flipping bean. Chelsea have got Mourinho potentially coming back. Should you go back a second time? Big not, debate. Not rinse up any trees in Madrid. No, exactly. Who are Man City again? Pellegrino, wherever he's called. Never won a trophy. Doesn't well, speak never English. won a um, league title, I should, I should say. Exactly, Steve. This is our biggest chance. Mm, we, absolutely. You know, absolutely. next season could be flipping mental. Absolutely. No one knows what's going to happen. No. Every, every team is out there trying to desperately buy, buy players. Next season could be flipping bonkers. All we know is that Man City and Chelsea will spend hundreds of millions of pounds. Quite how are they going to do that with the financial fair play kicking in? Mm. How are they going to get away with it? I don't know. But everyone seems to assume That's out of Chelsea and Man United are going to spend hundreds of millions. Well, I thought FFP was coming in to stop that. Well, apparently so. It does if you're a really, really tiny, unpopular, unfinancial club like Real Malaga. Yeah. Um, but having said that, if you're going to have 20, 30 million people all over Europe watching you live on TV every Tuesday or Wednesday, there's no way you're going to get banned, even though you're a completely bent club like yeah. AC Milan. Yeah. 
you know. Am I really wrong? I thought I read that FFP went to the High Court and was going to get thrown out. No, well, it's, it's going to have to go to the, uh, the Court of Arbitration for Sport in Switzerland. Someone's going to have to challenge and take it there. And I wouldn't be surprised if someone waits until the very last minute it goes there because whilst it's under appeal, you know, nothing can be enforced. So whilst the FFP are in play, I can't see them being applied against the proper big clubs probably for three or four years. Which means Abramovich, Mourinho, and Manchester City Absolutely. can just do whatever they like. Oh, Abramovich will be around so you can find an ice hockey team to buy. But then again, we have got the uh, two richest people ever on the yeah. well, only most of our clubs. The club. tenth richest man in Europe. And isn't um, is Ismanov the, the richest man in Britain? He is. Yeah, the richest man in Britain, yeah. yeah. So, why, <laughs> so why are we guy, talking about so that? Anyway, we've got the guy who's much richer than Abramovich. Yeah. yeah. Um, what, what, what are we doing? Oh, no. He wants to take over the club and throw yeah. mega buck millions, yeah. right? A team yeah. like, let's face it, all this, like, we're going to do it with minimum resources. Very honourable when we're at Highbury, you know, yeah. grassroots, we're in Arsenal. Yeah, you know, a, a board of, you know, nice old Jewish fellows sitting around talking whatever, right? The, the bottom <laughs> line is, we've got some right old big geezer with loads of money. Gosh. And Dosh, if we're going to beat the Chelsea's and the Man Cities, and yeah. you know, Man United, fair play to them, they still yeah. do it a bit like a football team. Yeah. But um, we should be able to be able to be out there. Yeah, yeah, blown out of the water. And there's no point saying Arsenal don't have an oligarch. We do. We just one that doesn't spend any flipping money. It's not like one that's not allowed to spend any money. And we've also well, got Conky's got loads of money as well. As we we've also got the owner of Walmart, the biggest supermarket chain in the entire bloody world. Yeah, we've also got the guy who's, you know, by owning that, owning that, you also owns the St. Louis Rams, the worst yeah. NFL team you could imagine, who were just a money-making franchise. But um, there we go. Um, guys, in short, to summarise, yes, Basti, starting with you, would you describe 2012-13 as a season of success or failure? That is a, to throw that on me like I know when you're reading your copy of Penthouse as well well I'm actually reading the Guna here trying to find the bit that I'll just deflect that question one second because it, I noticed it in today's standard it says we need a defensive midfielder uh, a centre forward and a goalkeeper and I thought I've read that somewhere before yeah and it was the high, it was, it was the, the Highbury spy oh. and, and you in your Brilliant rantings. Go, say the exact words, and I was just wondering if the bloke from the Standard, whose name well, is I think, uh, James Ollie, I think he's generally accepted. Everyone knows we need a keeper, a well, midfield player, and other yeah. Apart from Mr. Wenger, who <laughs> might not quite be. Maybe he should read the Goon I the Standard. Then. I actually think we need another creative midfielder as well. To be honest, I because I think we're a bit weak on the flank sometimes. But to answer your question, thank you. It's. It, you know what? It's not been a successful season because we've not won any silverware again. Right. Uh, it's been a phew, thank God for that season, and I'm, I'm happy, I can enjoy the summer, I can go and whatever, but um, it was so close, it was so, so close to, the, you know, the difference of us sitting here now with long faces, and I don't know if they bother with a podcast over the other Do you know what, what we'd be talking about now if we'd have drawn yesterday? How... How down would we all be? Oh, it would just be so down. It's not even worth thinking about. It would be the end of an era. It would be, because it would have been, everything would have fallen to bits. What are you talking about? Our game against Total Network Solutions. Do you know what? The last time we have been getting rid of Wenger, it would have been, we need everything out, all change, this is the end, we have to start again. Maybe I'm falling for this top four trophy stuff, but I feel like we've actually won a trophy today, to be honest. 
I, I do feel very relieved after yeah. yesterday's game. Yeah. I feel relieved, yeah. but I don't feel the same elation I feel when we've won something. Exactly. It's not the point. same as lifting the FA Cup or any cup, or no. the, certainly not the league. And another thing is, had we have won the league, they, that, those matches of the day lot, they'd have had, they'd have had to give us ten minutes, oh, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah. They'd have had to, you know. So this yeah. is for we them. This is an excuse it. for them to say, "Well, do the bare minimum." Yes, didn't they do well? All right, okay. Fourth also rounds, unfortunately. Fourth is not winning anything. Unless it's Spurs, in which case yeah. it would have been the best performance ever, yeah. ever, ever. Well, Even better than Man United. Yeah, had it been anyone but us. But the, the yeah. bottom line is, you know, we, we really, really shafted it to Spurs badly. Well, to call and that is a really good feeling, obviously. Yeah, you imagine if Everton had finished in the top four with David Moyes. How much would they have creamed over that? Oh, yeah, been they ridiculous. would have. Man United's new manager, he shows he's got it. He's got Everton yeah. into the top four. Yeah. You know, well, we don't get that. Gents, would any of you like to consider my question? Would you describe our season as a success or a failure? Is there an intermediate option? Well, there can be if you basically just don't want to answer my question. Um, I'll give you a direct question. Well, is it success or a failure? It's a failure because we finished one position lower the last season. Fine. We finished third last season. Despite having got more points. Yeah, they have that point thing. It's Tottenham what you had more points league. as well than ever, didn't yeah, they? Well, do you know what? I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, considering we sold Van Persie and Song and didn't really replace them, um, if you consider that Cazorla was an addition to the team rather than a replacement for anyone, and Giroud possibly would have come in anyway, um, so, so I don't think we replaced the, the players that left. We let in what something like 14 goals away from home. I don't think we even did that in the Invincibles year. Probably not, Steve. You know? I mean, and, 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 yeah. and six of those goals were let in at Tottenham, Man United and Chelsea. So we only let in eight away goals in the rest of the season, which I think is a magnificent achievement. We scored more or roughly the same. You know, we were the third best scorers, the yeah. second best defence. We only lost one, once of our last 16 games, which is nearly half a season. You can't say that, oh, we must have had an easy run-in, because the last 16 games, you're going to play some decent teams. And I think for that reason, it's a success. Whereas I call it an optimistic failure. Yeah, I'd say there are lots of positives to be taken from the season. There are a lot of positives to be taken from the season. There are. But um, it's a, a success means lifting a trophy to me. Well, yeah. It, well, I'll tell you what, we'll, go, we'll be hard pushed to only let in 14 goals away from home in the next 10 years. Listen, I, I Ch Chelsea, it. and I don't like to say it, Chelsea, you know, they won the Champions League last season mm. and they've won the Europa Cup this season, which for if we won the Europa Cup, I'll be I'll be dancing for joy. Remember, remember going to Copenhagen, yeah, yeah. winning mm -hmm. the cup, winners cup. cup. Yeah. That was mental. Yeah. That yeah. was winning something. That yeah. was you know, Absolutely. but heaven, right? This Absolutely. isn't heaven. This is just escaping hell, basically. It's like few escaping Another, hell of yeah. getting into. We've just got our asses yeah. out of the fire in time. Is We're what now it is. in purgatory. And do you know what? We're in heaven. Purgatory. Um, we are in purgatory. And do you know what? I'm loving the fact that I'm not having to watch Arsenal concede two goals every bloody week. I agree with that, Steve. I'm loving that. But well, then, sadly, none of us will be able to do that for the next ninety days because it's the end of the season. Yeah. Looking on to next year, we've got two season tickets here, three including myself. Do you think we're all going to be signing up for more? Steve, renewing your season ticket? Are yeah, you decide you are? Yeah, I've said in the last column I'm renewing my season ticket. I'm a glutton. I've done it for the last 43 years, I think. Not not season ticket, but I've been to all those games. Yeah, sure. I've only had a season ticket since about 1982. Um, but yeah, no, I'll, I'll be there. I mean, what else would you do on a Saturday afternoon? Go shopping, DIY. You can do that anytime. You, know? you can do that on a Sunday. I'll, I'll be there. I'll be there. I, if Arsenal, <laughs> to be honest, if Arsenal were in the conference, I'd be there. Mr. Ellington. Yes, mate.
Presumably you're going to be renewing your season ticket as well. It was a, an optimistic failure, wasn't it? Do you know what, Dave? I've had my season ticket, not as long as Steve, but I've been a regular since 1992. My first game was 1986. But since then, I've had a season ticket, what, for 20 years? Yeah. Uh, I think this will be the first year I'm not going to renew my season ticket. One of the reasons is, and this sounds like a cop-out, I do have a, sil- a silver left over from the days at Highbury. And I do think, actually, a silver is probably a bit better than a gold because you can pick and choose your games now mm-hmm. uh, and go where you want. And without getting into the intricacies for this podcast, I've got a family now, you know, and obviously Steve's old, you know, approaching his 50s yeah. or 60s, whatever he might be. <laughs> <laughs> I've been oh, like an old man. Today, Steve. Yeah. You know, he's been there, done that. Kids are growing up and what have you. Mm-hmm. Young family, there's pressures on me. I travel a lot with my job, never see the family. I'm very under the thumb with the misses. So there's lots of reasons not to go to every game. When I stop going to every match, yes. Will I still go to watch football? Yes, I will. Will I still go and watch Arsenal? Yes. But without getting too detailed into it, Dave, I want to... What, were you going to go to QPR or something? No, I go to watch Arsenal, but I will go and watch my local non-league team every now and then because I love football on a Saturday afternoon. Mm, But, you know, and even though I had a decent wage... I want my little daughter to come to football with me. I can't justify paying six grand a year for three season tickets every single season. So, you know, if games at Champions League matches after work, I'll go along. If there's a league game on a Monday night, I'll go along. If there's some four o'clock game against Chelsea on a Sunday, and I can watch it in in my own house, glass of wine in my hand, playing with the kids, no, I'm not. I'm not gonna gonna go. So I've turned to one of those awful fans, and now I'm gonna pick and choose their matches and probably do about 10 games a season, and if we get to a final, buy a corporate ticket and lord it up. Well, and that's yeah. pretty much where I am at the moment. Well, it's I've been terrible. one of those fans for a while. Because, well, I mean, I had a season ticket at Highbury, mm. you know, and I've been going since 1973, and, uh, and I had a season ticket up until uh, I had a run-in with them, because I, I missed a year because I ran out of money, I was out of work, and I didn't do it, and then I asked to get it back, and they went, no, you've got to join this scheme, and I was like, I'll sod that, you know, and then I got, I, got the, I got the sort of Alex Ferguson with the BBC hump kind of thing, <laughs> and, uh, and I just sort of went when I went, and, uh, but then you could still just turn up most yeah. of the time, you see, this yeah. is the thing, and now it's getting back to that again, because in a way, okay, most people can't turn up, but, you know, if you've got a mate who runs the Gudo, sometimes you can get a ticket off him. Which is quite handy. So, um, you know, I, to be honest with you, I, I think I must have gone to about a third of the home matches this season, and the rest I just sort of suffered with, you know, on radio, television, things like that. Um, so, 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 your both, both of your decisions not to, to get season tickets. It's nothing to do with the fact that we're not doing particularly well. It's no, it's financial. It's financial. Yeah. It's financial yeah. Yeah. No, but it's a combination of things, Steve. Because my favourite season probably was, funnily enough, was that awful season under Graham his last season where we were playing awful terrible football the reason why it was my favourite season was we went with a really good bunch of mates yeah. I was 16 years of age we were getting pissed up every game for the yeah. first time yeah. and it was just a brilliant time of my life so even though Arsenal weren't playing particularly well it didn't matter Saturday afternoon mm. was my great time yeah. and I've got a lot of mates that have grown older they've stopped going to the football my brother used to go with it all the time he's been travelling the world and stopped going now so half the fun I've kind of gone out of going to matches. Yeah, if yeah. I was to go with, though that doesn't go so much now, it's all changed. I go at the stadium, 
and then it's a corporate atmosphere. There's no atmosphere. I don't sing my heart out anymore. There's not the buzz I used to get. Everyone comes into the ground five minutes after the game it's started. So, it's a different experience it's to what it used to be. Experience. And if you combine that with say, like you know, I've got I've got a missus and I've got bills and I've got and you know, like Mark was saying, travelling and, and that, you know, like life kind of takes over a bit. And I've got to be honest with you as well, to a degree, because if I think about it, like the Vieira era and, and before, mm. um, uh, and even up until yeah, you know, so more recently, uh, it would be unthinkable for me not to go to go not to go to Highbury when Arsenal yeah. were playing. It was unthinkable. Think, Whereas yeah. since we moved to the Emirates, yeah. basically that's changed. Mm. I think that's right. I mean, let's be honest. We know a lot of glory hunters. If the team's playing some amazing, scintillating football, you think, I can't miss this. You know what I mean? Mm. It is an extra reason to go, and it adds, and it adds to it. Like from 1999 yeah. to 2004. Exactly. Yeah. But I think since we moved to the Emirates, it isn't the same anymore. I sound like a really old fucker saying it, but I don't get that buzz that I got when I went to Highbury. Mm. I just don't get it. And it's not just because of team well, do, you think, well. do you think we're all looking at Highbury through rose tinted Yeah, of course we are. Because even in, even in those days, it, it was known as the library. It was. But and, then, and I can remember sitting yeah, in the Ross Bank, all the East Upper, oh, totally and, it, and everyone was quiet, and it, it, yeah. it wasn't any, necessarily any noise in what the Emirates No, is. but... Yeah, I think there is an element of rose-tinted space about Highbury. But that is the beauty of life, Steve. And you always look back upon things with more fondness, and you remember the good times rather than the embattled. Yeah, yeah. And my memories of the last six, seven years of the Emirates are mainly negative. Yeah. Yeah. No, not all negative. I've had some great times there. That game against well, Chelsea well, on the day after Boxing Day. Well, you, you remember it, you, your last memory of Highbury is going to be like that Wigan game when we won 4-2. Yeah, and we had the celebration. Yeah, and then we had the celebration. We had all the, the ex-players coming round. Ah, there he has. We had Roger Dawson sitting. We had the band walking round. That was one of the best days ever. It was amazing. So everyone's always going to remember that day. It's like, oh, Highbury was Unless we forget. It wasn't like that every week at Highbury. It's a hundred years. Since yeah. we moved to Highbury, yeah. 1913 to 2013. So yeah. in honour of that, I've got my guitar, yeah. and I'm going to sing a little song now. Okay. Called okay. Highbury Sunshine. All right, John, take us away. It goes like this, yeah. Oh, great. I was nothing but a child when they took my heart away. Now I stand in single file underneath the great cloud. Oh yeah, in the hybrid sunshine. Oh yeah, in the hybrid sunshine. Well, <laughs> you know what? 
I feel humble. I feel humble oh, after that. Very it's brilliant. That very was, good. Oh, thanks. That was the shortened version, available on iTunes, the longer electric version with a band. And it's called Hybrid Sunshine, everybody. It is. Next uh, next on the uh, Old Grey Arsenal test, we've got Tim Hardin with um, How's It Pass Away in a Dream. But right now, Mark It's Hines Chaz and David. <laughs> top for Tottenham, the winner of Tottenham. They're going to do it like they did last year. Yeah, fuckers. Um, <laughs> Mark, you were saying. Yes. Mr. Burkamp, also by Basti. Absolutely. I've seen that on I saw that on Channel 5. That's the cork of that. All Gents, right. we're, we're into our last 10. So, to inform all of you listeners, the annual Guna survey is now online for voting uh, within our website at onlineguna.com. <laughs> It's on the interweb. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. Um, don't do it. Don't start it unless you've got half an hour to spare. Well, so I've read. So I've read. I tried to do that in my lunch hour today. Otherwise, you have to log in as someone else or something. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, gents, taking from our cue from the list of questions, here are some which we are going to get the panel's view on right now. Starting immediately to my left, Miss Herr Sebastiano. Who has been the outstanding performer for Arsenal this season? Oh, God, you've thrown me there again. Oh, no, oh. I'm a bastard. Well, my man of the match oh, yesterday was Googling. definitely Koscielny, not for the goal, which obviously helped, but, he, was, but he was throwing himself at... It was, he really was. He was clearing off. The, he was going for it. He was, I, I really was impressed by him. But I can't really say he was man of the season. Oh, God. That oh. is just such a tough one to oh, no. throw on me without any... It's oh, Sophie's no. choice. It's Sophie's choice. Who's my favourite? I, I, I know, but I'm just I'm a bit nervous. Um, After that great performance, Basti, that yeah. marvellous mm. song. It's very hard to be, say. Yeah. Who, I can tell you who it isn't. I could, maybe I'll do it by deduction. That could take too long. My favourite player this season, Jack Wilshire. You said he played six games. Don't care. <laughs> Don't care. He's still, he's, still, he's still the best footballer I think we've got. Mark, aside from Aaron Ramsey, who's been your uh, outstanding performer for Arsenal this season? Kieran Gibbs. Kieran. Oh, yeah. Oh, I see. Really? Good choice. Genuinely. Good choice. Good choice. No, I was just, just wondering. Just wondering. He's the most choice. improved player. I used to think he wasn't a defender at all, but this season he really has learnt to tackle. Yeah. My big worry of him always was the fact that he was always injured, but Steve pointed out once again in our pre-match meal, he's played, what, 32 games this season? 34. 34 games this season. And it got me... It was going to be... Corzola to actually remember he hasn't had a decent game against top four opposition so I've changed to him Gibbs when, once Steve has let me know how many games he's actually played because all season yeah, he's not really had a bad game has he? No he's played really, he's played no, really he's well really consistently really I think he's the best left back in the league to be honest I wouldn't swap him for anyone How old is he now? 24 something is he? Oh, I thought he was a little bit younger than that about 23 yeah, so yeah. he's still got he could get even better Possibly yeah. only Ashley Cole, but then I'm going to keep yeah, he's got to be on the way. I'm going to keep that quiet. Yeah, no, he's, yeah, absolutely. Um, so Gibbs, yeah. What about yeah. you, Steve? Who's your, who's uh, your favourite? Well, it's a difficult one that because I would say that the player we could least afford to do without is Cazorla mm. because he is the he's, he's the ball winner, the, the creative the player, the creative central. Especially team. in the home games, imagine yeah. if Cazorla wasn't there. True, It'd be but, dull, wouldn't it? But but in the big games, he hasn't delivered. His goal scoring record should be better. I think. Cosielny has been great, been, been fantastic, but only for half, half the season. Yeah, he didn't play for <clears> that, <throat> did he? I think I'm going to have to go for Mr. Captain Elect, uh, Mikel Arteta. Mm. The one player besides Cazorla that we would have been in deep shit without. We sold Alex Song, didn't replace him. Arteta has sacrificed his season to play the defensive midfield man, without whom true. we wouldn't be the same team. And you could see how much trust that Wenger's put in him. Because he played him at 10% fit yesterday at Newcastle, because he knew how important he was to the team. 
didn't get away with it he had to go off after half an hour but for that reason alone I'm going for Arteta Dave is you go for Mr Holmes I know you're itching to, go, I know you're itching yeah. to tell us I no not at all not at all but if you're asking me if I had a choice I think um, I, I think our most outstanding player over the course of the entire season from August through till May certainly from Christmas onwards has been Aaron Ramsey and I'm not going to go on you're having a laugh Aaron Ramsey you're having a laugh you're having a laugh you're having a laugh Aaron Ramsey you're having a laugh you are you're not well how dare you I did get brain damage two years ago certainly I hope he's not listening I hope he's not listening Aaron? Yeah. I was not a listener. Oh, well, he will do Aaron, if you are, only joking. Well, well, do you know what? Against the Wigan match, I was sitting next to Kev and I was slagging Aaron Ramsey off the whole game every time he gave and the he ball away. And you were sitting next away. to his mum? Well, I, no, I don't know. Well, I saw, this Same woman way. said, when he scored, this woman said, said, oh, you, you, you know, you, you, you're not slagging him off now, are you? And I said, what, are you his mum? And she just sort of looked at me and went, oh, God, she's got a Welsh accent. And I turned yeah. around to Kevin and I thought, oh, no, that, is that Aaron Ramsey's mum? And he said, no, no, I don't think it is. And it turns out they were Norwegians. Yeah. So, but I, for one horrible moment, I thought, oh, my God, imagine if you did that. Oh, no. If it really was his mum. Well, oh, no. OK, what's my particular personal taste so in what players? do you particularly like about mm. Aaron Ramsey? His hair. As <laughs> <laughs> don't fight being gay and everything, that's fine. But you know that is not an excuse for picking him as your best player. You know he's only Jack Wilshere standing. But no, this is the thing. Him and him and Wilshere are supposed to be our two in our four-two-three-one. Arteta was bought in because Wilshere's legs fell. You get obsessed it. by formations, Dave. You really do. Let them go. So, so I'd like to. But the man is a rather, player. Would you rather have Ramsey, Arteta, Wilshere? Then Wilshire Arteta Cazorla. Arteta is Denilson in a slightly different wig. Um, you know, Only because of the way that Arsenal play. Doesn't give the ball away as much as Ramsey. Arteta should be How many times did I say to you on Facebook last night, Mark? He's following the instructions given to him by the manager. He should be in Arteta's role. He's a possession Would recycler. Denilson step up and take all those brilliant penalties that Arteta takes some mistakes. Anyway, moving on to question two. Um, um, Ramsey, put him in front of a goal. He doesn't know what to do with it. That's because it's not his role in the team. No, no, wait a minute. He's a footballer, right? One on one with the goalkeeper okay. in the six yard box or in the in the penalty area. Yeah. He must have had I don't know a dozen or ha- at least half a dozen opportunities that Steve would have put away. Yeah. What was your favourite Arteta goal from away, like that one yesterday? What well, was what was, oh any, what was any of your favourite Arteta goal from open play this season? Uh, Man City. Uh, no, last season. Was that last season? Yeah. Uh, well, that was my favourite from last season. Okay. He hasn't scored an open play this year. It's the correct answer, and we've just we've just slated yeah, Aaron Ramsey for example. No, 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 a defensive midfielder going forward. No, no, Ramsey's yeah. the similar player. May, may, may I just say? No, may I just say that Ram, neither Ramsey nor Arteta are world class players, in my opinion, and neither of them. I agree. Neither. Uh, yes, Ramsey will get into the Welsh team, right? But Arteta doesn't get in the Spanish one. Unless right? we need. I remember. Well, we had everyone on our side was playing for for their country. Right? And I reckon we are a long way off world class, and we need to arrest that problem. Stick some of that seventy million, which isn't an awful lot these days. Better still get Osman off in. Just go and fucking buy Chelsea. I'll tell you what. If if we do sign these players in the summer. Mm-hmm. Ramsey and Arteta's places will probably be up. I agree. I agree. But if your first choice replacement midfield player is Ramsey, uh, and you've got a Wilshire and a proper midfield player rather than Arteta, great um, squad. 
Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Give Spurs their due. Yeah. Um, they've got four players yeah. who can play in those positions. So you too. didn't say he was our player of the season, David. Uh, in answer to that question, standout performer of the season for me. Yeah, that's so first that, name on the team sheet. That's no, that's that's a different question. It's not that's really a different question. same question, gents. We're, we're running down uh, in terms of time, and I want to get quality. Want to get the opinion? And quality. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll, I need to get this out. Look, to finish up nicely, gents. Are we optimistic about Arsenal's chances of competing for the title next season? And no emails. Sorry. And no emails. No, no emails. No emails this week. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Oh, oh. Don't blame me. I'm not the editor. Oh, I like all those sados writing. <laughs> it's a. It's a oh. totally. To answer your question, <laughs> sados. Really, please write in. It's a really open book. <laughs> to be honest with you, it really depends what Wenger <laughs> and that lot do this season. You know, well, this summer. Mm. If we go out and get those three players or four players, <laughs> and we, we, need, we, need some, we need world class players, right? We need to, we need the Fabregas's, we need the Vieiras, we need the Berg, we need a Dennis Bergkamp, and um, you know, okay, Wilshire is up there for me. Mm. To be honest with you, you know, Gibbsy's, Gibbsy's good. Oh. Uh, apart from that, the, the Ox, no, the, the Ox is. I'm sorry, he's too green behind the ears. He came on yesterday, getting yeah. in the way. Oh, it's like, it's like, is, is that a big Bambi? I don't at the think moment? anyone got in the way yesterday. But I thought we battled brilliantly, to be honest. He battles, and, and he, battles, battles. But he's, he battles, but his first touch. I mean, that's one, a, he's, that's he's, one, he's a long way off world. That class. is one great thing about the one change that Arsenal made. They're defending much higher up the pitch now. As soon as the other team gets the ball, they're around them like wasps. Listen, yesterday it was unbelievable. Yeah, no, that's true. But the, the ox, he we may never well be. Castle a kick. The ox may, may well be world class one day, but he isn't right now. He's still no, a kid. You're right, right? You're right. Yeah. And we got, we got. It's still, we still, we got to move away from this dad's army mentality well, let, and get quickly, some frontline. Well, let's quickly in say, in answer to David's question, that without Ferguson, without Ferguson, it's up for grabs next year. To coin a phrase, mm. I think. Any one of the top four teams could win it. Chelsea are the favourites because they're going to get Mourinho back. He's been there, done it, bought the T-shirt. He's going to have millions to spend. But if we invest wisely and add to the players we've got, we could have a shout next year. We could. My just big worry is when you look at Wenger's transfer policy in recent seasons. I know you like him, Steve, but the, the Javinios of the world, the Giroud, Shamak, the Santoses, the players he's spent a lot of cash on. Can yeah. Wenger be trusted to go and spend the money on decent well, players? Well, the three players this year that he brought in, to be fair, Monreal, Cazorla... Jury's out on Mon Monreal still. Yeah, but, but Cazorla, Giroud, and who was the third one? Podolski. They've all done, not brilliantly, but they've all done reasonably well. I would agree with that. They've all done okay. Gents, in a yes or no, is there a chance of Arsenal competing for the title next season, moving my left to right, Basti? <sighs> com si, com sa. I would say I'll be very I'll be very happy if we got second, but I really can't see us unless there's some phenomenal buying done in the summer and some big shifting. I'm afraid no, Mr. Rollington. I'd say a tentative yes because if you can't believe, what's the point? You might as well just go and kill yourself. If you can't believe, Steve. Ah! <laughs> now that Sir Alex, old red nose, has left Manchester United, I think that as I said earlier, it's up for grabs now. That's true. There will be the one good thing we have got is we've got Wenger and we've got a set of players now who this springboard he's talked about this week that you know having gone these ten games now unbeaten maybe we could do a bit of invincibleness again and there are going to be three top four teams with with new managers new setups 
Mm, maybe t- you know, may- maybe. All right, maybe yeah. I'll just swing your way, guys. Maybe yeah. we will yeah. win it. Next and year. the only yeah. two players, we're not going to sell a great player this year because they've no. got any of them left. No. And really, only Sanya and Vermaelen will probably go from the first team squad yeah. and Arshvin too. But we can cope with all of those losses. Mm. Do you think Vermaelen's mm. going? Mm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. But he, he's gone. It's he's, a he's a great show. I'll tell you what. He had so he's much promise. Done, he's he's he had so done. much promise. Remember, he turned up and scored that wonder goal. Like, yeah, he had a great first, first season. He had thirty yards, didn't he? He had a brilliant mm. first season. But yeah, he was never the same player after that season. Off. Well, that was because was that because he had the ankle injuries, the the, the, the Achilles injuries. What do you think, David? When he joined the club, the defence was Gal Clichy, him at left centre half, Gallus, and prime of his time, Bakary. Sanya. Now, we have not got a back four. Almost time to wrap up, but before we do, <laughs> I believe true, I said, yeah. oh come I on! I believe you said that. As Steve said, we've just kept the um, six clean sheets out of ten. Yeah, the, best, the best defensive away record in the league. Best Steve. defensive away record in the Maybe league. We're the second best in the four. entire country. Uh, and I do rate Jenkinson. Talk about, talk about Mon preconceived ideas. Preconceived yeah. values. Gibbs is good. And if Koscielny and Mertesacker, I think we need someone else there, another centre-back as well. But and there was me putting a line in in the hope we then get 300 yeah. comments at the end of it, people thinking, I can't wait for this next season. I will say to our listeners, as much as we love our host, and you can read his thoughts on his blog, davidudo.com, very, very um, narcissistic web name, but anyway... Um, <laughs> I will say this is the man that did once say that Nicholas Bentner would win the World Football Player of the Year. I did on this very podcast. I, I thought only Nicholas Bentner said that. Blimey! Nicholas Bentner up front and Ramsey in midfield. My two big memories of, of, this, of this podcast in recent years was you saying years ago the player you'd most like to sign is Per Mertesacker. Yeah. And then we did yeah, sign him. Yeah. You were yeah. over the moon. Okay. Can I just? And try David a question, saying man? that he'd like he'd uh, he'd think um, <laughs> Nicholas Bentner would definitely win World Player of the Year in yeah, three years. Yeah. This should, it should have been the season. Do you know what? I think Bentner's been badly managed. I think Bentner's got more time. <laughs> He's right, you know. Can I just He's ask a question? I know it's please. not my job to do so, but <laughs> goalkeeper, def- uh, midfield, defending midfielder, and striker, right? Which yeah. you, the standard, yeah. and everyone else apart from Arsenal yeah. agrees on. Yeah. Which of those three players would you like? Arsenal to buy. What do you mean? In which is the most positions? important position? Which no, goalkeeper which, would you like? Which keeper? Which midfielder? Which striker? I know we want, you've got the Stoke goalkeeper, don't you? Bez- Begovic is the Begovic, keeper. keeper. Yeah, Begovic right. is the keeper. The holding midfielder, I would like Alex Song back, but if we can't mm. have him. Well, he's not going to get a game at Barcelona. Uh, that, that Gonzalons would be okay, the guy from Gonzalons, Gonzalons some French geezer. The one that none of us have seen, but the papers linked us to. Wanyama seems to be pretty good. I've never heard of him either. And uh, as for a striker, I'd love that guy from Napoli. What's his name? Cavani. Edison Cavani. Cavani, but we ain't going to get him either. Yeah. Right, okay, gents, almost time to wrap up because. Oh, Gareth Bale. We get Gareth Bale? Yeah. Gents, I'm not being funny. It's supposed to be 45 minutes. We had so much time. Even Alex Ferguson's bored. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. So, it sadly is almost time to wrap up for this season. But before we do, a reminder that this season's final issue of the Gooner, a £3 extra thick end of season Three special. Pounds? Three English pounds. But why? Is there more pages, David? There are so many more pages. You, you're getting more than the half of free. As that far is I'm a concerned. flipping bargain. Who, who did the artwork on the front? Magnificent artwork, I have to say. A uh, uh, member of the Liechtenstein family, potentially. Yeah. I mean, it is a good cover. Buy the Gooner, everyone, because in years to come, the cover will be worth a fortune. If I you like want to do it right now, yeah, it yeah. can be bought online from the shop section of the website, onlinegooner.com. Also, to confirm that in spite of the risk that the days of the printed fanzine are numbered, the Gooner will continue to be sold outside the stadium on match days next year. Although your support in buying it will help its chances of long-term survival immensely, so please carry on buying next year. Buy it! Buy Buy it! it. 
Finally, we want the Guna, yeah. two pounds of Guna. Finally, well, three, two pounds fifty. Oh, three, I two pounds fifty. Two, 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 two and a half. Up your ass, Harry Spire. One two down. Two, two, one. Two and a half. Two and a half. Now. Finally, you get four for a tenner. Finally, the usual reminder that if it, you want it's to a perfect e- match, that if you want to email us about anything related to Come the podcast. Flash. Our address is gunapodcast at gmail.com. And with that, it's goodbye from Steve. Is Gunflash still going? Um, Herr Sebastiano. Auf Wiedersehen! And for the last time, Mr. Ollington. Bye! It's been emotional, but I love you one and all. Do you finish finish on a a song? La di da di da, la di da di di, all good friends and jolly good company. Tottenham, you lost your Champions League.